I've had the question about where would you listen to the song in, and for me, it is that nighttime. You're driving, you're by yourself. That very much like it's, the whole world kind of shuts off around you. Yeah. So is that kind of the feeling that you were trying to capture with the the music video? I think that I definitely was, and for me, I wanted to represent the song in a way that, again, it was another person there, but this idea of maybe you don't even know if they're actually in the car, maybe it's in your head. And I think that for me, especially writing that song, a lot of it was dealing with myself and my own identity and my own sense of who I wanted to be and purpose around that. Um, and the idea of the song really comes into fighting these two sides of you, whether it is, you know, this duality where I am a musician, a music teacher, where I am, a, I come from a Lebanese background, Lebanese, but also Australian, whether it's the way that also I feel like as someone that is bisexual or is represented around, you know, the way that I am around family, the way I am around friends, like it's full of duality and the song is all about that sense of duality and trying to figure out what way to sit in that. Do you sometimes find it a bit challenging, I guess, to kind of juggle maybe those different identities and how they intersect? I definitely think it's hard to juggle, not necessarily that I'm actively switching between them, but more because as, you know, situations happen and interactions happen, I can feel myself falling back into who I am, who I want to be, or maybe who I think that someone else expects me to be and it's something that I guess naturally can happen in so many contexts and alone is that song where you're just trying to figure out how to kind of touch the floor again. Yeah but I guess you're also trying to deliver a bit of a message of hope right what are you wanting your listeners to take away from this track? I think that there definitely is a message of hope where at the end of the day you're it's it's finding that, I guess, control and who you are and fighting for that back. It's At the end of the day, Alone is a song that is definitely about fighting for who you want to be. And it recognises the things that pull you away from that. But at the end of the day, the song is being sung. The song feels like it's that dry, cinematic feeling because you're still, you're still searching, you're still trying to get to that point, if that makes any sense at all. <laughs> No it, no, it does, it does. And I feel like as well the music video, it really looked like a lot went into that. So can you tell me a little bit about kind of what was it like behind the scenes? Because it does look like it was a bit hectic. Thank you. Yeah, it was it was pretty hectic more because when, well, when we started the night, so um, we rocked up. It was on this like cliff. So you got to see the entire city. Um you were very isolated and I had like a friend doing my makeup in the back of the car. It was windy. We had shots being set up around the, the other car, the red one. And it was very much a sense of like the person that was in the car with me is a close friend. And to be able to deliver the best acts in that video, the direction was get upset, get angry, get emotional bring it all out. So there was a lot of trust that had to go into that process of expressing those emotions and putting myself back into that headspace. Then we went onto the yard, um, like this big open field and we had like flashing lights everywhere, really like jagged, fast shots. Um, and 
ironically, actually, we had um, further away because it's a really big open space. Um, there was a group of kids there, and they were like cheering us on the entire time. They were like celebrating when the shot was like done. They were like, woo! So it was really nice at the same time. Um, but it definitely felt like we were in that little world of our own, which was nice to be able to capture in the video, and I'm glad that's come across too. Do you feel like your music is a space or a platform for you to kind of get in touch with and engage with your emotions? I definitely think it is, and especially in the last couple of songs, my last EP and this track, I've definitely tried to be more open about my mental health, not in a way that I wasn't before, but because I was still trying to find ways to vocalise it. Um, Like I have a background where I'm still learning to deal with my CPDSD. And I think that without music for me, without the ability to write, I do have a sense of a ripple effect where there are a lot of events that happen and have happened, especially from like a childhood perspective, but of course trauma. And although it's, singular incidents like cause a ripple where everything around it kind of gets forgotten so as a young adult trying to really navigate that music's the way that I can really get in touch with who I am and freeze frame a moment in time because I do still feel like I do have those memory gaps I do have those spaces where I don't recall situations that happen Um, and when that does happen it's more just trying to figure out that I am okay in that music and I am okay recalling what I am doing in that moment of time. In what you're writing, is there any maybe any theme or any concept you've tried to explore where you have found it maybe a little bit more difficult? Definitely. I feel like what's been harder, it's actually been a lot more recently. I think that I've had a lot of quiet recently in terms of managing the chaos I call it and when everything kind of goes quiet for me I feel like that sense of dissociation is more and more prominent um so trying to write and gravitate towards my feelings is a lot harder because when I sit and write my brain's shut off because it doesn't want to kind of unlock things that are happening it's easier to deal with things that are in the moment and write about situations that happen or um you know relationships to that extent but really deep delving into like the understanding myself on an emotional sphere I still feel like that I have you know trouble doing and when it is that sense of silence that's when it proves to be most difficult. I do want to talk about your production are you kind of working with producers to achieve that sound or are you developing that on your own like I guess how did you kind of find your find your sound? I think that it took me a couple of different producers, different writers, different figuring out why I wanted to, you know, hear a sound a certain way. And I guess that I've been really lucky working with a bunch of producers that have given me a sphere to discover what my sound is. Most recently, the three are Nico Scali from Loretta, um, Yanni Adams from the band Kyoshi, and my friend James. And... I've been in like a lot of different writing sessions where it's not necessarily writing. It's because I do write the lyrics, the melody, I bring it in. But I feel like with the producers most recently, I've been able to describe what I'm feeling. And the idea is that the production reflects what the story is rather than going, 
this is a really cool sound, this is a really cool beat, which does happen, of course, but everything has purpose, which I really want to achieve. In especially pop music, I want to feel like every sound, every moment, every silence, it's, it's all purposeful to the story. And at the end of the day, something that I really stress to the producers that I work with is that I wrote these songs on my piano, just me and my piano at home, and I want them to have as much power still as if it was just all the production was ripped away and it was just still me and the piano at home. Some artists do kind of like write to write to track, I guess, where they have that sound yeah. first, but you're more saying that you kind of design the sound around what you're trying to express. A hundred percent. So every song alone, the EP I released at the start of the year, the songs before that, I think my earlier songs, I was still very much at the hands of listening to what I thought the producer knew best. Um, but I think as I've been able to put myself in more situations, I've been able to communicate that a lot clearer. And the story comes first for me. The story comes first. And anything around the production, I want to gravitate towards the story. So in this song alone, it was really cool because when we recorded the vocals, for instance, we did like a bunch of like group vocals and a lot of them is me shouting and just shouting from different distances coming up close like just creating this world of sound in my voice because it's the whole song is about you know trying to find that so that's all so purposeful the the synths the, the lush productions all that sense of hope but it's you know contradicted by these really like grungy guitars sometimes and the the darkness that is in that too so the whole song was produced on the sense of duality. What makes a good producer? I think the first thing is creating a comfortable space, especially is you know, as someone that identifies with a female in music, I think that being able to make sure that I can walk into a session and feel like my opinion is valued, my voice is valued, and I think that's the first thing that's really important. The second thing, especially for me, is that I love hearing other people's inputs. I love hearing what someone else's perspective is on something, not in the sense that I have to like agree with that at all. It's more that I really want to get like a wide view of the song, what someone else takes from it. Um, so having an openness to communication is the second thing. And I guess the third thing, which I do sometimes with one of my producers, James in particular, is that it almost turns into like a little Medicare session. Like we're like talking, we're chatting, um, trust and having that trust is so important. And it does make a better song, I think, really at the end of the day, because when I've talked to these producers, sometimes we've wrote and I've said a word and they're like, that's a really cool word. What you just described, that's really cool. Can you see if you can write that down? I'm like, sweet, yeah, I think I can find a way to vocalise that. Do you feel like there's a space for people who are underrepresented in the industry do you feel like those spaces are being created or is there still maybe a little bit more work to go i definitely still think there is work to go not necessarily that the producers or people that i've worked with in the past have shown any sort of you know discrimination towards me because of that but i also for myself i i grew up in like like Billwood banks down in um, Eora, Sydney, which is quite out west. And I don't typically, very stereotypically, I don't look very Lebanese. Um, so just seeing the difference, I think sometimes with how someone else 
um, that may look a little bit more Lebanese. To me, I see the difference in how things are treated, I guess. And I think that not intentionally, but it's really eye-opening for me. And I think that I am really big on the fact that as a musician, I think that being able to give access to people from all sorts of, you know, suburbs and spaces and um, that's something that I really want to try and do in my music because for me growing up, there wasn't really someone that is Lebanese, Australian, queer, um, someone that as well, like I left home at 16 because definitely it was a cultural thing at the end of the day for my family, but they weren't given a lot of access to you know, the education, resources and passion. So I grew up in like housing commission, public housing for a very long time. And I left home at 16 purely to be able to try and get an education and fend for myself. And when I was living in like a couple of refuges, I saw a lot of women and I got really passionate about trying to do music, especially because when I was talking to these girls there who were around my age, I was 16 at the time, some were 13, 14. They didn't have anything. They didn't know what they wanted to do and they didn't know how to find that the means was just to survive, not to live. And as a musician representing, you know, representing a Lebanese Australian, representing myself as a queer woman, representing myself as someone that has grown up in that environment, I think that, the goal isn't just to survive, it's to live and figure out how to transition that mindset, which I still feel like I struggle with myself. And it's definitely a massive, massive thing that I know a lot of people in those situations go through. So not only am I trying in my music to represent all of those, a big thing for me is also representing the fact that no matter what socioeconomic, cultural background you come from, you can, there is a sense that you deserve to live as much as someone else rather than just get by and survive, if that makes any sense at all of that idea. Um, and something that I am really trying to do in my music. Is it meaningful to you thinking about those those women you've met in the shelters and thinking about the other people in in all of your different communities that you exist in to carve out spaces for those people as well and provide them with that representation? I think it definitely is, and I am still learning the best way to do that, and I'm never going to say that, you know, I know the best way to represent that, I know that, but the main thing right now for me is that I want to be able to talk about it and, you know, have that space for the discussion to be had at the end of the day, and it is something that I am really wanting to try and find a way to do, like, be able to give back to those refuges like I'm trying at the moment to reach out to a couple of the places and see if I can go in and do like music lessons and go in and just teach them and um, just have some sort of passion where they can like spark and they can like really feel like they again deserve not just to survive to live and I remember being there and I remember meeting these girls and it's something that I kind of feel like I was 16, I flashed before my eyes and now I'm in my early 20s doing music and time does go extremely fast and I want to be able to give back as much as I can and like my next single coming up, this single is all about alone, is about identity and figuring out how to, you know, grab onto hope when things seem really hopeless but the next single kind of extends on that even more about, well, what, you know, 
what happens when that gets too much. And I think that being able to create a space where those topics that are a little bit, you know, come across as taboo are spoken about is something that I'm looking forward to really sharing in my music this year and really exploring, not just, you know, that everything's going to be okay, but also sometimes it's not and it's okay to sing about it not being okay for that moment. What is your relationship to the queer community? I think for me it is a very much that support and that voice. I think that I have had so many friends recently, even in the last couple of months. Um, I've been I've been very grateful and very lucky to be a part of a lot of um, my friends' transitioning journeys, and that's something that's really been my role. I feel like close friends supporting and being a means to listen and be open and talk and have a judgment-free space that I can be able to provide as a friend, as a queer woman, and to a lot of friends that are in that space. And I think for me, I actually had this conversation with someone a few days ago, to be honest, helping other people who don't have, you know, the best views about, you know, the queer community and people that are transitioning and kind of giving some means to be a voice as well. Um, So that's been something that's super recent that's happening and I've been very grateful to be able to be such a big support person for my friends. And I think, yeah, my relationship to the queer community in summer is being able to be that one-on-one connection to close friends and support and provide that sense of safety when, you know, they're making these choices to feel like, they are happy with themselves and know who they are without judgment and, you know, everything else that can go on around us, really. So that's my answer. Um, I guess just to wrap up, I did want to ask because I saw it on your website and I was like, I have to know. Um, you <laughs> opened for Montaigne last year. <laughs> I did. What was that like? It was Actually, I got the call the night before, so someone got COVID, and they're like, "Do I just Montaigne?" I'm like, "Of course I do." So we went, supported Montaigne at University of Wollongong, and um, had a chat. Said hi, so so lovely. But also, it was it was kind of like like we were all very separated from each other, to be honest. Which wasn't Montaigne's fault at all. It was the team around. Um, but to be able to share the stage and have that chat and smile and it was very much like a, we kind of dropped everything and went. Like I caught up the band and I was like, whatever you're doing tomorrow, cancel it. Don't worry about it. We've got something else. <laughs> do you have any live performances of your own coming up? I do. So um, July 1st, you're in Sydney. I'm playing at Oxford Art Factory Gallery Bar, which I'm so excited for and hopefully going to find my way to um, Melbourne this year. That's the plan.